this a metal thing? Yes. take a moment and appreciate that awesome intro song by fart simpson yeah isn't it great i don't think we talk about that enough how much i enjoy that every time we play it max's is great too oh yeah i I really like that one too and bugsy's don't forget but there's something about just the volume of drops yeah and the amount of care and expertise that went i like the guitar solo a lot yeah Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are me. I'm Dr. Bryce Hansen. I'm a guy. And across from me sits another guy. <gasps> David. I. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> We're back, baby. Wow, I feel a lot better. I feel like my soul has been exercised from that sneeze. Ugh. Yeah. I didn't burp. That was you. I'm David Doy. Um, boy, I am excited for today's episode. Yeah. Um, ba, 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 new theatrical release. We've got a great show today. We're going to be talking about not the A24 theatrical release of the week. We're going to talk about the much more buzzed straight to streaming Prey. I... Anybody who's been listening for a hot minute knows that I'm a huge Predator fan. I mean, maybe the biggest. I would say fan is not the term I would use. I would use nerd. Like, you're a huge Predator nerd because you've read the comics. Oh, yeah. And, like, every time Predator comes up, you're like, well, the backstory. And you you outline all these backstory elements that don't exist in any of the films. Okay. It's like all when right. you talk to a Star Wars nerd and they're only talking about Clone Wars and, and video Actually, games. Actually, um, the thing about the Predator is, um, yeah, no. In episode 8.24, the, the, the uh, ribs on Scratchy was played... The same rib was played twice with two distinct tones. I mean, I hope someone got fired for this. I have a question for you, sir. Why is it that someone with a shirt that says genius at work so busy watching a children's TV show? I retract my question. Um, yeah, no, as a huge Predator fan, this is, oh man, this is, this is the day of reckoning. This is, uh-huh. this is the best entry in the franchise, barring maybe the first. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm excited to talk about it. There's a. It's definitely a good movie. We're gonna, you know, not bury the lead on this one. Uh, you should definitely go watch it. If you don't have Hulu, it's worth buying Hulu. Hulu. Um. Before we get into it, just want to plug our website, horrormovietalk.com, and uh, there you'll find all the links to all the things. Um. 
we want to thank our new patrons. I'll get at it here in a minute. Which are oh, you had, had a big uh, incoming of of new patrons. Want to thank Willow H. <laughs> My absolute favorite patron name, Schlonkler Glonker. Schlonker Glonk. Schlonker Glonker. There you go. You did it. I texted that like at least five times to David. Yeah. Hey, like, David. David. Hey. What? Schlonker Glonker. Oh, okay. Uh, Amy D. Zachary H. Jim W. And Susan K. That's right. And Jaron H. And Jaren. Al. And Dylan P. And Amy. Yeah. So thanks to our new patrons. Uh, we post new episodes of our podcast every Wednesday, and we have not missed one in four years. Yeah, I think this is, is this oh, our four-year anniversary. Yeah, this is our four-year anniversary. Oh shit! We didn't. I didn't even get you anything. Actually, I think last episode was our four-year anniversary. If I if I'm right, human uh, centipede two. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Human centipede two is our four-year anniversary episode because we started Dang. on July. 28th 2018 i think well happy anniversary it's happy like anniversary. all anniversaries that you and i go through forgotten <laughs> right um if you want to call and leave us a voicemail and congratulate us on four happy years <laughs> ups and downs call 682-253-4468 um how the, each episode works if you're new to the show is we start out start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie we score on a scale of one to ten and then we get into spoilers after that. So if you want to just hear the review and kind of get an idea of what the movie's about before it being spoiled, you can hop out at the spoiler section and return after you watch it. Um, later on, we'll be doing our bit we call Horror Movie Whores, where we answer our voicemail. And uh, yeah, that's what we'll be doing. <laughs> easy now yeah, like i said we watched prey and it answered our prayers for a good predator movie yeah it sure did here's the trailer why do you want to hunt because you all think that i can't i saw a sign in the sky i'm ready from what? It's time.
to survive. clicking dude the the bear scene in this movie uh, yeah oh it's so good never has there been a better bear scene before or since maybe uh maybe the revenant the revenant yeah maybe the revenant but this this whole movie had revenant vibes i was like god damn they're they just took a big page out of the revenant for the whole movie, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful shots and filmography and backdrops and just gorgeous. So pretty. Yeah, so Prey can be found on Hulu. Prey is set in 1719 in the Comanche Nation. Our protagonist, Naru, is a young woman that wants to prove herself as a capable hunter by going through Kutam- Kutamia a coming-of-age hunt between a Comanche and an animal predator. As she struggles to prove herself, she discovers through her tracking skills that mountain lions and bears, oh my, aren't the only game in the land. An alien predator has been dropped off to complete a similar hunt and inevitably clashes with Nauru and her little dog, too. Prey is the fifth in the franchise of standalone Predator movies. Seventh, if you include the Alien vs. Predator movies, but let's not talk about those. So it's taken three movies and 35 years to get back to the basic premise of a primarily mano-a-mano fight between an outmatched human protagonist and the Predator in the wilderness. It's almost like someone identified what worked in the original movie and used that information to make a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I... I was so shocked last night we sat down to watch this and Carrie was like, <laughs> she's like, Predator, huh? What? What's this all about? And I was like, what? You've never seen Predator? She goes, no, I've seen it. It's about that girl, girl alien who wants to have sex with everybody. I was like, species. I immediately did all the math in my head. I was like, oh, you're talking about species. This whole time you've thought I've been... A fanboy of species. And she's like, is that not what it is? I was like, oh, you're thinking sexual predator. And she's like, yeah. I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) No. And so now she's like, this is fucking badass. I was like, yeah, I know. This is way better than that sexual predator movie. (laughs) I wonder if that was the working title for species. Sexual predator. Sex predator. (laughs) They should do they should do a similar thing with species and have like a like a gender bent well, species here's th- movie. Here's the thing. Predator is I mean Loki the king because it loops it's it's capable of looping other uh other IPs into it uh-huh. very easily. Yeah. And it does so with Alien. Um Oh dude, what so if So you we, just loop species in there. Yeah, what if we did species Predator v Predator? Yeah, species v Predator and just have the predator and species just go at each other and just fucking just a straight up yeah a fuck porn. fest yeah yeah it just turns into a <laughs> into a porn thing uh huh 
Oh man, mm. my computer died today. the The computer that's done all my drops is is dead today. Rip in peace, <laughs> Lenovo ThinkPad from two thousand eight. <laughs> well, you bought that used, yeah, in two thousand eight, right? Yeah, and I've been Frankensteining it back alive the whole all these years. It's the screen's gone now. There's no use. Mm. So if you hooked it up to a monitor, do you think it would still work? <gasps> yeah, no, it's got VGA out, so I'm not doing that. Well, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, <clears throat> so, although it has a very similar, it's very similar in plot to the original, this isn't a direct remake. Writers Patrick Ason and Dan Trachtenberg, who also is the director, made some very interesting changes in the setup that further accentuate what works in the original. Instead of a roided-up Arnold, we get a diminutive yet ferocious Nauru. Instead of a modern setting with giant guns and explosives, Nauru only has use of primitive weapons. Everything works with this film. Mostly it comes down to the writers and director keeping it simple. They use the tried-and-true hero's journey template and add enough set-piece uh, action sequences at the right times in the story to maintain interest. The story never strays far from the perspective of the protagonist, so it feels intimate and gives the audience one person to really root for. The writing, directing, and acting is all great. There's very little to distract from enjoying the film. If you're a fan of the original Predator, you're really going to enjoy this film, but not feel pandered to. I'm so glad they gave this to Dan Trachtenberg. He is the director of one of the best horror movies ever made, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I mean, very capable, and it shows in this. It, a dude who's able to take uh, an IP and go, how do we hit this from a different angle? That's mm -hmm. what he did in 10 Cloverfield Lane, and he did it in Prey. Ironically, he hit it from the same angle, but made it better. Yeah. Like, he was like, I, I this is, I, I'm going to, you're going to hear this a lot. This movie feels like sci-fi revenant. It really, really, really does. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, by the way, the cast is all, uh, first nations. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, Aubrey Plaza did a great job. <laughs> This girl is the spitting image of Aubrey Plaza, but with an even better name. Amber Mid-Thunder. Yeah. Fucking Mid-Thunder. And then her her brother, uh, Tabe, Dakota Beavers. Mm -hmm. That's his name. Mm -hmm. I, I Maybe a stage name? I don't know. Dakota Beavers, though? Damn! Stormy Kip, like... What a bunch of fucking awesome names. Michelle Thrush. Like, this is... These are badass names. Yeah. I love every part of it. Yeah, it's it's a shot with um, a Native American cast. I get First Nations cast. Comanche Nations cast. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, and actually, they supposedly shot uh, at the same time in uh, Comanche language version mm. at the same time so there's supposedly this version is the english language version but they also shot it where all the dialogues comanche no fucking way they shot two movies mm -hmm. 
And uh, I, I think the bolder move would have been to show it in Comanche. Yeah, I think that would have been. I mean, it would have been, you know, like a apocalyptic, right? Mel Brooks movie. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Not Mel Brooks, Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that one just did so well. I can't see why they wouldn't want to do it. Right. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty curious to see the alternate version. I don't know if they're going to release it or or what, but I've heard that they shot it. Um but yeah, it it really works. Um I don't have anything. I mean, there the only thing that like was a little like okay was the uh tying the rope to the tomahawk and then having the tomahawk like not obey the laws of physics, Look, but I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's cool. It that's is. All, that's it's all so it. cool. It's and that's all a predator movie is supposed to be. That's right. all it's supposed to be. It's just cool. It's just go. Oh damn! There's so much of that. There's so much of that. Like that feeling where you when you first saw Predator, um, and you were just like, what is all this technology? You're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that's so cool. He's invisible. That's so cool. He has a he has a cannon mounted to his shoulder that follow that tracks where his head looks. That's so cool. He's got lasers that come out. He, and then and then he he can fight. He can he's got a he's got a claw that comes off his arm. It's so cool. There is so much cool shit in this movie that makes you go, oh, the predator is cool again. Like. Predator. Okay, so yeah, you mentioned. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bloviate a little bit here. You got in the series of of movies that feature predators for the most part. Here we go. We got Predator with Arnold. We got Predator Two with um, Danny Glover. Danny Glover and Gary Busey. Um, you got AVP and AVP Requiem, which may be the actual worst movie ever made. <laughs> Uh, and that's not like that's including like I like bad bad movies. Um, then you have Predators with Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. That's, Adrian Brody. I think that's in 2010. And then you have The Predator, uh, which is uh, 2018. We reviewed that. That's like the 15th movie we ever reviewed. And now you have Prey. And this is maybe the best one. Mm-hmm. It's up there. It's definitely up there. I mean, the shots. Like, are... I mean, you could set it right next to Arnold's Predator, and oh, like, yeah, not have. I mean, essentially, it's it's the same movie in terms of like the setup. It's even more simple. It's it's and... even it's even more simple, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty rough. Like this one, it, it seemed like blasphemy, but I could say like. This one works a little better. It, like there's there's less distraction because it's, it's a different it's a different kind of thing. And I mean, you you don't have Jesse Ventura, you don't have a Gatling gun, you don't have a lot of. There, I mean, the first one is the first one, and it's pretty good. Like it's not like it's a bad first one. It's, the one thing you can say about this one is it's much more timeless than than Predator. True, because like Predator is just has concrete shoes in the 90s like it is not going anywhere out of the zeitgeist other than like being an epitome 90s roided up action hero movie yeah it it 
get to the fits chopper. in that space. Yeah, and uh, this, you could you could come back to this in three decades and be like, I don't know when they made that. Yeah, but that's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that that's a detractor. Like, I mean, they're. The sure. Other thing- I mean, it's 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 a distraction, though. I mean, I'd say I'm saying that distraction wouldn't isn't in this movie. You know? Sure. The one thing I will say is this movie is super simple, mm-hmm. and that's a benefit and a detractor because it's like there's n- it doesn't you know exactly what this movie is mm-hmm. from the start. Yeah. You. It's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna wow you in terms of like twists and turns in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At all. Um, it's very simple, but you know, keep it simple, stupid. Um, and you'll have something good. You know, I mean, I mean, shit. Uh, you you make a you 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 make a a delicious loaf of bread. It's simple, but who doesn't fucking love a nice slice of bread with some butter on it? It's simple. It works. You know, like the- oh, I've had fresh baked bread before. Who cares? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I've had. This is just like all the other warm bread that I've ever had. <laughs> oh, you mean heavenly? <laughs> um, yeah, no. What are you giving this? Yeah, I mean, I I was like thinking 8 out of 10, but then I was like, there's nothing wrong with this movie. I can't find anything that would be like, oh, it's great except for this thing. Like, it's it's perfect. I can't see... Any reason not to give it a 10 out of 10. Like, yeah, it's so it's pretty great successful in what it is that I can't be like, ah, oh, it could have been this, could have been, they should have done this. I can't think, I can't identify one thing that I would say they should have done better. Like, it's great. I think everyone should see it. Yeah, I think everyone should see it. I, I'm struggling between a 9 and a 10. It's definitely a nine, for yeah. sure. It's at 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 the very least a nine. Right. Um, this is just a blast of a action movie. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really a, a very fun movie. It's got some real horrendous and uh, and horror elements in it. Um, and the pacing is perfect. Yeah. It's. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and there are so many moments in this, which, which are the moments you look for in a Predator movie where you just go, whoa, that's so cool. Like, like big fountains of blood, mm-hmm. but not shown right up close. Like those, those big wide pan- panoramic shots where he's tracking them down in the field. And then he gets one of them and blood just goes, boom, <laughs> shoots out of this field for like 15 or 20 feet. I was like, oh, damn, like my nipples are so hard right now. <laughs> oh, like this is <laughs> this is a cool fucking movie. Um, so, yeah, I'm so glad you chose this one instead of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, well, we'll cover Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. But yeah, yeah it seemed like. It's not going to get as much play as This is definitely, like, the exception to the rule of, like, prioritizing theatrical releases. Mm -hmm. And even, it's an A24 movie, and it seems like it would be right in our wheelhouse to cover bodies, bodies, bodies. But... Well, it is. It's just... 
more people are going to be talking about so prey. many people were talking about prey in the last week or two yeah. on our facebook group compared to zero people mentioning bodies 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 yeah it's an obvious choice so. we we will admit yeah speaking about an obvious choice you should obviously join our patreon uh there you'll find access to our after pods where we leave the mic run mics running and we talk about our lives and stuff it gets uh it gets pretty intense yeah on the after pods we got a review <laughs> yeah the other day it was like it was great now they just start bickering all the time I'm like oh no it's just starting to leak out of the would after you pods. rather us agree on <laughs> on all the points oh that does that's not fun people don't like that the big brother is not about a bunch of people learning to get along <laughs> no i think like the there's been a couple moments where like we've uh pushed each other's buttons i think within the last several months i was like hmm all right gotta reel it in a little bit it's been high stress over here at horror movie talk oh I yeah mean, a lot, you don't of, know a lot of changes going, and stuff you don't know what's going on in our personal lives but you unless know. you listen to the afterpod in our patreon uh also on patreon you get access to patron exclusive content got a several different tiers that offer uh, enticing offers for fans of the show. So go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk and check out that and support us directly. Another way you can support us directly is going to the horror movie talk shop on horrormovietalk.com slash shop. We're selling our t-shirt, our logo tee and stickers and probably pretty soon another tee pretty, designed by Dustin. Pretty excited about yeah. this about this new uh this new two t-shirts um that feature the bat versus spear debate yeah but not only that so we got a team spear shirt and a team bat shirt that's under design right now that's right and i also pitched to him hey you might consider sinkholes versus earthquakes yeah team team sinkhole team earthquake right yeah and carefully consider which mm-hmm. which team you want to be on. Earthquake and bat. Yeah. So should we we need to find another debate. Gotta find another debate that we can talk ad nauseum about on the podcast. Those two are getting a little sweaty. Anal or vaginal. But it's it still works so well. Mm-hmm. I'm strictly in the nasal cavity. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> no. Um Maybe we could debate whether horses are terrifying or not. They obviously... I don't know. Is that a debate? <laughs> Who would take the side of no? Um, oh, yeah. Also, a thing to mention about the Patreon that I didn't mention. If you just listen to some commercials, like or this, what we're talking right now, um, you can just skip all that by becoming a patron at a certain tier and get early access to episodes as well. Um, we love Dustin. Like we said, he's designing stuff constantly for us and his artwork will stand the test of time. Um, so if you want to commission him, go to Instagram and slide into his DMs at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 and make your artistic dreams come true. If you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers! All right. 
this movie came at just the right time. I was stressed out. <laughs> I was despondent. I had a hard day yesterday. It was just what, a, did, what score did you land on? I don't remember if we landed on the score for you. I, it's tough. It's somewhere. It's somewhere between a nine and a ten. I don't feel like it's quite Schindler's List. Mm. I do feel like it's pretty close to the Revenant, and I love the Revenant. Like I love a lot gotta, of this movie. I'm gonna insist you land on nine or ten. You gotta say mm. commit. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. What good are any of these numbers anyway? That's all just funny money. Who gives a shit? I give it a 10. Yay! Um, yeah, no, this is... I'm so glad. I'm so glad so many things about this movie. Like, number one, I'm so glad the Predator franchise is respectable again. Like, so The Predator in 2018 was pr- a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. It was a fun, funny movie. Shane Black came back mm-hmm. um he was in the first one and he made you know this one that the predator was pretty fun but it was it was kind of all over the place it's a pretty throwaway movie in yeah. retrospect yeah you i liked get, it a lot yeah i did too but it's also another one of these see here's the thing why did it take this why did it take 35 years to get back to what worked with the first one which was one person versus the predator every well every predator movie since was either like a couple of guys or an elite uh, fighting force i'm gonna push back a little bit this is what people p- people look people discount predator 2 mm-hmm. it is a good movie like i mean it's in terms of being a, a predator movie i think it, it you know if not counting prey uh i think predator 2 is probably the strongest entry um and for a lot of reasons, like it's legendary uh, for introducing the xenomorph skull at the end. Um, it's I mean, Danny Glover is. I mean, it, at his peak of being an action star, you know, like, I mean, he's right in there with the Lethal Weapon movies. It's it's whatever it is, 1992. Um, and. And it's very disturbing. It's got a lot of really f- fucking rough imagery, and and it follows along with the comics really well. You know, like Predator is meant to. You know, he he's in a lot of varied settings. It's not just the jungle. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to just be the jungle. He he heads he heads to every all the planets equally. He wants to kill um, fairly mm-hmm. across the spectrum. Okay. Anyway, so. Predator 2, I don't feel like uh, strayed too far, but yeah, there's been a long time since a since a decent... I mean, I didn't mind Predators, the Adrian Brody one. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. It was definitely fun. It wasn't uh, as well done as this. Um, probably sits around a 6 or a 7 for me. Yeah. But other than that, uh, you know, I mean, Predator, uh, The Predator and Predators from 2010 and 2018, they're pretty good. Yeah. They're not bad. But, man, I mean, it's going to take a lot to recover from the AVP movies. Like, they are hot garbage. Mm-hmm. And Requiem is legitimately maybe the worst movie ever filmed. It's so dark, you can't see what's happening. I think I've seen both, and I still can't remember the one that I hate more. Oh, it's definitely the, the second one. The one that's in the Antarctic? Which one's that one? That's the first one. 
Yeah, that one's so bad. Oh, I, maybe it's bad. I, maybe yeah. I didn't see uh, AVP Revenant. Um, Requiem. Uh huh. Um, but that first one was like, oh, one, was- one of those movies where like you roll your eyes because you're like, I see what they're doing. It's like they're in body suits. You gotta do. It's aliens versus predators, but you gotta pick out the one alien. You know, nethead. Nethead. Yeah. Anyways, it's yeah, very dumb. And I think again, sure, like alien or predator can be in different scenarios and all this stuff, but like, why did this works? The formula works so well of like in the wilderness, one versus one. But like, it's not one versus one. I mean, at the end, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. The formula is similar. I mean, like I said, I my, I think my logic stands with Predator 2. Uh, and actually with Predators, with Adrian Brody, you know, it's that's the same formula. It's. I thought Predators was like another one where it was like an elite fighting force of many different. Like, yeah, well, you mean like the first one? You mean like this one, like Prey? Yeah, it's an elite fighting force of people, a bunch of people that ends up being whittled down to one person who is then 1v1ing the Predator. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the difference is this one focuses exclusively on the protagonist as like the point of view character throughout the whole movie. And and the first one ex- focused exclusively on on Arnold's character as the protagonist, whereas the other ones are like... It's a team. Like the the two is the same is the same thing that you're is the same uh, formula you're talking about, and predators is the same thing you're talking about. It's, you're looking at it through Adrian Brody's. Okay, I guess I'm just talking out of my ass then. A little bit. Um. So, why was this not released widely in theaters? Is my question. It's a good question. Seems like such a no brainer to me. Yeah. Like, it's. It seems very cynical that it wasn't like that. They're just like, mm, I don't know if people go out to theater for a no star power with like a female protagonist. Well, like it's like mm. I can't tell you exactly the reason why, but I can tell you that Disney owns Hulu and Disney has been doing this very thing with its Pixar movies for years now, I assume. And I don't think Disney is stupid. I think Disney is very, 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 very calculated and good at making money. And they go, where will this benefit us financially? We look, we've been releasing uh, Pixar movies, arguably some of the best movies made in existence exclusively on our Disney Plus to get subscribers to get that month over month money coming in. Now let's start boosting Hulu, you know, like I imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just it doesn't seem fair to the filmmakers to me, like especially the Pixar ones hurt because it's like, yeah, those are such great movies. Like and the ones that have come out exclusively on Disney Plus are as good or better than any Pixar movie that's been put out. Yeah. And they put out like, what did they put out in theaters that was like, okay, why that one and not this one? Encanto. Yeah, they put out Encanto, which is great. Yeah, it's great. But why wouldn't you put out Turning Red or... Soul. Soul. Fucking 
Soul is one of the best movies ever made. Like, and the thing I hate about straight to streaming is it just gets lost in the fray. Like, you either put it out in theaters where it's competing against at most seven other theatrical releases at any given time, or you release it on streaming where it's competing for your eyes with a like a thousand things. other movies. Like, I mean, yes, it's so much harder to like, yeah, I mean, they, they push these kinds of movies pretty hard, but honestly, like going on Hulu, I expected it to be the first thing I saw. I had to scroll down and find it. Yeah. You know? Hulu does have, well, and now we're getting into the weeds a bit. Like in terms of, in terms of, Streaming services and presentation and then functionality. Hulu is not the best. <laughs> Hulu needs some work. Uh, I mean, Paramount Plus has some great presentationality um, because they copy Netflix. Right. It's like, just copy Netflix. And, you know... HBO Max is pretty good, too. HBO like Max it. is pretty good, although um, a couple different versions of the app is pretty clunk. Of that app is yeah. pretty clunky. Um, but here, here's the thing, like, I feel, you know, putting my marketing brain on that they're selling themselves short in the long run because sure you can entice more people to subscribe to Hulu in the next three months, like as the buzz goes, but it's going to be like, people are going to forget about it. In, in a little while. Like, you don't remember straight to streaming movies as much as you do things that are theatrical releases, in in my opinion. So it's like, when you commit to a theatrical release and do, like, a wide marketing campaign, like, what you're doing is investing in the brand of that franchise. Like, that's why, you know, franchises do so well in the theater where like independent movies don't is because the money's behind it and the people have that brand association in their head and are going to keep going out to them because they associate it with, with a certain level of quality. So like you've got this IP, this predator IP and you're selling it short by being, by not committing to it. Okay. You know, no, that's a good point. But I think, I think this actually may the, be the exception that proves the rule because the Predator IP is so strong. It's like the Alien IP, you know? I mean, it's not quite the Alien IP, but it's pretty fucking solid. I mean, this is cemented in in the zeitgeist. This is pop culture of our time, like mm-hmm. hardcore IP that this franchise is rock solid. If you were to do if you were to do this with a less solid franchise like I don't know, Annabelle you know, if you were to do do a straight to streaming version of an, yeah, I think it would get lost in the weeds and forgotten pretty pretty quickly, just because it's like, who really cares about the next Annabelle, really? But you get a Predator movie, and that's pretty solid shit. Like that's in terms of sci fi, that's top tier. Yeah, but I mean, so I'll use the example of Paranormal Activity. That the last one that they released was Next Akin. That was. Straight to streaming. Yeah, I think that. I, when, when you talk I about, I think that proves it. When you that's talk a about, pretty weak franchise now. Well, yeah, because they're not 
committing to it anymore. It's like you're 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 going to think of the paranormal activity movies, and you're not. Next of kin is going to be so forgettable, even though like some of the ones that you're going to name are also forgettable. That like, franchise had been dead for three movies, though. You know, it's it wasn't the same. Yeah, it but was you're garbage. Still, you're still going to named. You're gonna still going to name marked ones. You're still going to name, you know, Ghost Dimension when you like remember oh. Paranormal Activity, which they're not great movies, but you next of kin is going to be forgotten and so like i get it that the the franchise is strong or the ip is strong but like that's what i'm saying like you're if you don't invest in it people are gonna forget it it's probably the i mean you you may be right but also like it's like a crack a few eggs kind of thing like disney in the long run probably doesn't give too much of a shit about whether or not predator is a successful franchise in 10 years you know like they're like and by the way, they did this so right. Like, like this is really well done. Like, this is an amazing movie. So, yeah. So, anyways, that's that's enough about that. So we we uh, open the movie and we see Naru. She's hunting. She's got a tomahawk and a dog. The the goodest of boys. Oh um, yeah, he's a good boy. And uh, she's just like throwing that tomahawk. She's an expert marksman. And uh, I'm not sure if you can really hunt with a tomahawk. I don't know. I, I but I mean, this is going to be this is going to get old real fast. This is so cool. It's so cool, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, man, she's this badass girl. She she's I, the whole time. I'm like, I keep on looking her up. I'm like, is this Aubrey Plaza? Is, is this Aubrey Plaza? Am I in is love this with time her? Is, is this time? Yeah. Robert Plaza? Yeah. Am I in love with her? And, uh, and, oh, they pick, they pick Comanches, which are like the most, like, insanely warrior driven tribe mm-hmm. in America. Like, they're very, very proficient with bow and arrow and, like, and horseback and, mm-hmm. like, all the coolest shit. She's got a tomahawk. She's hunting fucking rabbits and shit mm-hmm. with a tomahawk. It's just cool. I mean, yeah, even even like when they announce this movie, just the premise is like, that's a pretty great premise. Like, the title is Prey, and it's in the font of Predator, and you're like, oh! <laughs> it's like taps into like eight-year-old me being like, I know what that is, you know, like, <laughs> I know what that is. Um, So they're out hunting. She's not super successful in, in landing the deer, and her dog gets caught in a trap. Um. The trap is kind of set up as a thing for later in the movie. Yeah. Which, you know, there's trappers. Yeah, yeah. French, the French trappers are in the area. Um, there's, and then she hears like thundering sounds, looks up, and there's kind of like weirdness in the sky. Yeah. And so it's very ominous. Um, got me thinking about so many cool ideas. So, like, while we were watching this part specifically, I was saying to Carrie, like, can you imagine living in a time when there wasn't just ambient noise of airplanes and cars? There just wasn't. It was just fucking quiet. Well, no, it was deafening sounds of nature all the time, probably. Yeah, sure. You're you're 
your hearing was probably a lot better because you were keyed into the small thing, like because your your hearing like matches mm-hmm. the surroundings, right? So yeah, but not, the idea of never hear of like suddenly hearing something flying through the sky and being like. What the fuck is that? That's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. You know, being like, oh, you're not just constantly bombarded with jet and airplane right. and helicopter noises. This is a unique thing that you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, and then uh, she goes back to the, the village and we're kind of set up like kind of the um, the dilemma with the protagonist, which is. She wants to prove herself. It's, it's the the whole movie is basically a coming of age story for 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 her, and specifically part of this coming of age tale is this uh, kutamia, which is explained as hunting something that hunts you. It's it's the big hunt that's basically like Comanche bar mitzvah. <laughs> like you're a man now, you can hunt things that hunt you. Um, bat mitzvah yeah bat bat mitzvah yeah for for naru yeah naru is that right i already forgot the name um and she set up as like you know it doesn't make it makes the proper amount of deal yeah that she's a woman which i appreciate it's not like you know i am a strong female character it's like you get the real sense that this is an individual with their own motives and and drives that's not associated with going against the grain and fighting the patriarchy, you know. Um I really don't want to make a big deal of like that the wokeness like arguments about this movie because that's so tired. It is tired, man. And like it's so dumb. You see, like the the criticisms of this movie before anyone sees it, and you're like, okay, this is. You obviously haven't seen it. Like, this is obviously set up that that can work. Like, it's not pandering, you know. Um. So, anyways, like the, the it's like a she feels like a real person in this movie. Yeah. That just um has her own interests and drives, and she wants to prove herself that she doesn't have to fit into this box that the tribe is putting her in, which is mostly, you know, doing what she's also very good at, which is like the healing arts, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and tracking even like extending into that. But <clears throat> sorry, maybe turn off the phone. Um, so she's wanting to, to prove herself and, and her brother, and the other warriors are like, hmm, you don't maybe stay stay back and you know pick some leaves and stuff. Do mm-hmm. what you, do what you're good at. But she's she's insistent, and for the majority of the movie, she's not very successful at proving herself. And and it it like to the people that she wants to prove herself to, you know, right? She's obviously capable, but she also has some shortcomings. It's very very clear template of like the hero's journey of like having wanting to set out on this path, having a clear goal in mind, but also having several setbacks throughout and people trying to keep you back and then overcoming the thing that's causing you hesitation. Yeah. Yeah. No, they do a good job of, 
Although they, they, I was a little annoyed that the male characters continued to harp on her throughout the movie. But on the other hand, it kind of makes sense given the context of the whole thing. There was a lot going on and a lot of bad shit happening. Right. And everybody was bossing each other around. And this is kind of what young people do when they're trying to, um, you know, trying to determine, you know, the pecking order of things. There's a lot of this just like bickering back and forth between, you know, those who are trying to prove themselves to each other and to themselves. And so. Well, yeah. And most of it's like the dynamic of people that have proven themselves versus the person trying to prove themselves. And like. All these other warriors have gone through this process and it's like by default, you know, and they're, they've proved themselves as warriors or whatever. And then there's just this, this girl's like, Hey, what, what, what about me? And it's like, you know, we're trying to like actually save someone right now. Maybe, maybe what you want isn't too important right now. Yeah. And then and her then- her brother makes a case that she's a good tracker and, and healer. So like, she's valuable. Which is which is good, but I mean there are reasons for for the doubt of like her brother, for example, because you know she's on this hunt and it's set up to be like, okay, here's your kutamia, you get to hunt this mountain lion, and uh, you can hunt the thing that's going to hunt you, and she kind of she hesitates, yeah, and uh, doesn't completely fail, but fails enough to be like, mm, you're not quite ready. You know, and yeah. to the point where her brother can say, you know, no, you can't do it. Like you fell out of the tree. Like it's not that you can't come because society says no. It's like literally, I think that you can't do can't, it. Can't do it. You can't do it because you just proved you can't do it. Yeah, you're not strong enough. You don't have the will to do it, and I'm trying to protect you. And that lands as genuine. It doesn't feel like, like, oh no hun you know it's it's it feels like an actual like a reality of like no this is i'm concerned for your safety yeah this is a way of life and not everyone can do this thing and so maybe you can't um so that works all real well um let me just say i got two big things here the casting in this is fucking dreamy (laughs) okay creamy dreamy Mm -hmm. all right like Amber Mid-Thunder is a good-looking gal, Mm -hmm. and Dakota Beavers is a good-looking guy, and everybody in this movie is not just good-looking, but has chops. Mm -hmm. They can all act, and they all give really great performances, especially considering how flat this could have fallen. Right. (laughs) This movie could have fallen... So flat mm-hmm. um, in terms of delivery and acting and all that stuff. So, like, bravo. Also want to get in there. Um, Chief Kehetu uh, was played by Julian Black Antelope. Uh-huh. Was played by Julian Black Antelope. What cool names. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all... They made a point of, of casting, you know, First Nations actors and... Benefit is, like, you don't need stage names for any of those people. They got kick-ass names, as is. Dude, awesome fucking names. Yeah. And then also, the cinematography in this is amazing. 
the panoramic shots, the uh, the the drone shots from above, the the all the locations like oh my god, this is it's like watching the Revenant in summer. It's so pretty. Um so like Half of this movie is just sitting there being like, damn, this is a beautiful... And a lot of it's Montana. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just gorgeous. Wyoming. Yeah. Um, We're shown a couple times the predator hunting before he even, like, starts targeting humans. We see him hunting a wolf and... And then the bear, we'll get to the bear sequence, which is probably the best sequence in the the movie. Um but it also kind of establishes the rules, which for me, a not huge predator nerd, like it communicates communicates it real well. Which is, he will escalate the technology he uses to be fair against the prey. Right. You know, so he's going to go up against a, a grizzly bear, you know, with claws and his, and his strength, and not like a gun. You know? That's really interesting that you, that's exactly what it is. Right. I'm impressed that it was delivered in such a way that it made that very clear just right out the gate. For right. You. Because he, he obviously has superior technology, even though this, this predator is pretty pared down versus like the original predator, mm. which kind of makes sense because it still is 300 years before. Yeah. Um, but you don't see him breaking out like the arrows until the Comanche start shooting arrows at him. Yeah. You don't see him start using like, you know, advanced weaponry until, you know, some guns are brought out. And even then, it's still pretty like there's a he's definitely got a warrior code, you know? Oh, yeah. That's. This is one of the biggest, I mean, this is the Predator, right? Right. Which is like, I'm here to hunt. Right. And part of hunting isn't just, isn't just. I mean, you could hunt with nuclear bombs right. if you wanted to. You could hunt with, you could just destroy planets if you wanted to. Right. But that takes all the fun out of it if there's not, if there's not some sportsmanship to it. And so, so Predators are always very, very sporting. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. They're, yeah, they're hunt bros. Yeah. I think um, part of the, I should, yeah, part of the apocrypha of the predator species should be that it's actually the the evolutionary uh, result of Joe Rogan. <laughs> Just eventually Joe Rogan evolves into the predators and then they come back in time. Yeah. I wish we had fart here so we could get some nice Joe drops. <laughs> Um, the predator in this one is a little different. Like I, I saw in some of the notes and some of the, uh, stuff about the movie that this is the feral predator, which I don't know if that's mentioned in comics or anything, but it's specifically made to be a little bit different that it's like the physique and the technology is a little different compared to what there's a lot of different tribes. Yeah. They're always pulling out new and different tribes that are interesting and unique in their own ways. Yeah, this dude his fucking helmet's so cool too. Like god. Damn. Yeah, the helmet is like a so the skull cool. of another predator. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> um so let's talk about the bear scene, which is probably the most effective 
scene in in the in the movie where um it starts out with her and her dog yeah. and and she hears something down in the ravine and they go and check it out and this is after her failed mountain lion hunt right and she's like finally i can prove myself by hunting a bear with a fucking arrow not like, just a bear a grizzly a grizzly bear with a singular arrow i'm like yeah maybe she's not ready cuz she's very dumb thinking that she can take down a grizzly with one <laughs> arrow oh dude like the uh, i was telling carrie like she, i was like i'm cuz you know i spend a lot of time in the woods i really like being outdoors and camping and all that stuff and i've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of hours doing so and i've i don't i don't i'm not scared of bears here where we are because they're not scary they're like big raccoons they're black, uh-huh. they're black bears they're they're not familiar with people so like you know in, in black bears in northern california are scary Mm-hmm. Because they're used to people and they mm-hmm. have no problem coming up to you and being like, where's your food? Mm-hmm. But black bears here are not that. They're terrified of you. They just want to get away from you all the time. Anyway, so grizzly bears, though, are uniquely maybe the most terrifying animals on the planet. Like yeah. them and polar bears are horrendously scary. And Revenant gets in. I, that's one of the reasons I love Revenant is because it really highlights what did it she's like oh man i think a mountain lion's scary i'm like i mean sure a mountain lion's scary but at least with a mountain lion you have a decent chance of being dead when it starts to eat you like mm-hmm. the anytime a mountain lion grabs somebody it or something it wants to kill it so it stops struggling because it's only 100 pounds to 150 pounds like mountain lions aren't large so they need to kill the things that they want to eat Grizzly bears are a thousand to fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand pounds. Sometimes these things are ultra massive. Nothing except a moose or a bison is even nearly as big as a grizzly bear. Yeah. And so, if you get caught by a grizzly bear, it just steps on you with five hundred to a thousand pounds of force, and then starts biting you. Like it just starts biting you. It doesn't kill you yeah. at all. Or just one swipe of that paw would murder you instantly. Hopefully. Like, there's going to be... The problem with being attacked by a grizzly bear is it's going to be long and torturous. You're not going to... You're going to be gutted before you're dead. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Yeah. Grizzly bear is probably the most otherworldly predator on the planet. Like, in terms of, like... Polar bears are pretty up there, too. I mean... Well, I mean, they're basically yeah, the same bear. Same kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, you think about, yeah, like lions or tigers, like, or, you know, some of the more, you know, big, big game predators. You're like, yeah, that's right. And they're frightening in their own, in their own way. But grizzly bear is just a giant. Yeah. Like a giant mass of muscle that's just pure strength. And also fucking fast, like <laughs> otherworldly fast. Like you can look at a a lion or a jaguar or a tiger, and you're like, yeah, of course that's gonna pounce on you and chase after you. Like, like that's obvious. There's something about seeing like basically a a tractor coming at you at 200 miles per hour. Like, holy shit, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that shouldn't be possible. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, a grizzly bear can run what 40 miles an hour or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and it's not silent about it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, there's only a couple animals that would inspire that kind of fear in me. Like, I mean, I imagine hippo. I mean, hippos are basically right. are basically grizzly bear Africa style. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, here's a giant mouth that can run 35 miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and they're she, hungry, hungry. Oh, yeah. Hungry, hungry hippos. She is fearless, this girl, because... She's like, I got this. She, she fires one arrow at this thing, and it's like, fuck you. And the sequence of events following this is so cool. She dives under the water to get... Well, first, into- it's like... We'll set, the, we'll set the stage. So she's up on, like, a ridge, and she's firing down into, like, a stream. So it's like a pretty safe spot but immediately once the grizzly clocks her it's like oh i'm right behind you right now it's like oh fuck and so she like tumbles off the ridge and then i think she might get did she get another arrow off or something no so first what happens is she her bow her string breaks or or comes off the bow because it got wet somehow or something yeah it was like when she was in the swamp and the uh oh yeah yeah oh yeah the, we for- the quicksand the quicksand there was a quicksand sequence in this and mm-hmm. carrie was like remember quicksand i was like yeah <laughs> and she gets all muddied up like arnold yeah you know and i was like oh that's a callback and um and so yeah her bow string what if in the quicksand sequence she loses the dog Oh, it would have no, been like the never-ending story i was th- i was also thinking this is just like the never-ending story no um so as yeah so as she's being chased by this grizzly bear she dives under the water and comes up in a beaver dam mm-hmm. and it's like oh this is the perfect setup and this thing's like fuck you and trying to get in the beaver dam yeah. and she's like oh god this is so cool and right then the predator fucking starts fighting with this thing yeah hand to hand combat like <sighs> And it all makes sense because it set it up with the the wolf sequence where the predator was looking at the wolf as the wolf was chasing down a bunny. So it's like that was part of its hunting strategy is getting it mid-hunt. You right. Know? Um, and that's like basically the same thing with the grizzly where it was probably stalking it and watching it. And then once it started going towards Nauru... I was like, well, now it's my chance. Yeah, but also there is an added element to this of I'm not going to attack the prey. Right. I'm going to attack the aggressor. Right. Like this thing poses a threat. That thing doesn't pose a threat. Right. So. And yeah, the the sequence with the predator killing the bear is so awesome. Oh. Like holds the entire grizzly aloft. And lets it just bleed as all he, over. As him. he's in his in his invisibility suit, he fucking picks the bear up over his head and like rings it out, rings all the blood out of it, so that the blood comes down over the invisibility suit and coats him in blood. I was just uh-huh. like, oh, this is the cool, oh, oh so cool, oh. Oh, and then I passed out from coolness overload. <laughs> from coming. I was just like, damn. This was the coolest thing I've seen in years. Yeah. Um, And it all just like, because the, the bear attacking the beaver dam with Nauru inside of it was so frightening and so effective that when you see the predator 
easily kill it. You're like, oh shit. Well, not easily. I mean, they do have it out for a yeah, while. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Like, it was like, oh, no. What? No. Yeah. It was yeah. Great. I got to say, the Predator in this movie, like, does not go get away unscathed. Like, it seems like it's getting cut pretty bad on the regular. Yeah. But doesn't show any sign of being affected by it at all. Well, he has to do his med kit thing every now and then. You know, he's got to. Yeah, it showed that once. Yeah. But even when he eventually cuts his own arm off, he's like, nah, shake it off. Nehru did that, I think. She cut his arm off with his spear, right? If you watch it again, it's more like he gets his arm stuck in the tree, and then she goes to stab him, and he uses his, his shield to like oh. block the shot, but in essence... you. His shield cuts off his own arm, oh, which is great because there's a great. there's a beat and the predator just looks at his arm and is like fuck. Damn it! <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. Oopsie poopsie. Yeah, no. There's a lot of sequences in this that are just like just come in your pants. Awesome, like for action fans, like the oh man, I w- I will never forget the cool. This has one of the coolest shots I. I've ever seen in a movie, which is um, when it's towards the end, it's after the trappers and, uh, and her, one of her friends, one of her confidants, one of her tribe uh, Mm -hmm. uh, people in her tribe, like they get in the, in, in the plane, right? They're, they're like out in, they're out in a field. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, dude, you gotta keep your head down. They're like, and then it's clear the predators after him. They're running through the field, and you get this big, wide panning shot, huge panning shot of this field, and you see this dude running, and then it just, it, it like, f- you see this faint, invisible thing go, and hops yeah. onto him, and just blood just goes, yeah. and this is all from afar, and you see this huge splash of blood just cover the field, yeah. and you're like, dang. So much cool shit in this. Um, it's, it's fabulous. Yeah. Um, I said I didn't want to talk about wokeness that much, but I got to say, like, they do go the obvious route. Like, it's a movie about First Nations, so of course they got to add the villain of the obvious race that's the villain that slaughters all the buffalo, like, yeah, they, I mean, they that's got, what they happened. Gotta, they got to bring in, of course, the French. Right. The <laughs> French are, yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that they that they, they make it like, oh, yeah, everyone can hate the French. <laughs> <laughs> well, French, uh, the French were trappers, right. and they uh, really were kind of pioneers uh in in north america you know oh yeah yeah absolutely definitely like they they were and they along with the english were the like looking for the northern uh the northwest passage the northwest passage for the longest time like they were like how do we get fucking uh uh, through america to get to China and India, like, yeah. how do we do that for the longest amount? Yeah, of time? I mean, when you study like uh, Washington State history or like any history of, of the the West, like it's always like Lewis and Clark made their way 
all the way across America. Along the way, they met all the French that were already there. Right. But they eventually got there. <laughs> like, right. It's like, okay. Like, but they mapped it using some of the maps that the French gave them. And eventually, yeah, so like all of the history we have is usually surrounding the British or the American explorers, but then it's always like, but all the business that supported those, you know, uh, those like forts and stuff is like, yeah, it's all French trappers. Yeah. They're always, they're, you know, just infecting the land. Luckily, we got rid of them, except for, you know, Quebec. Yeah. Like, they still have their share. Yeah, I mean, the the French trappers made their way across this country well before anyone else. You right. know, and, it, well, that may not actually be true. Like, there's there's questions about the Vikings and, like, yeah. you know, how far they got. But I, I really do feel like the Vikings had less interest than, than the French did. Because they were doing business, doing good business, you know? Right, yeah. Like, making it, so. There was some... Where was it? There was something that, that showed up in the, the last week where it talked about kind of a Native American legend of, like, a giant red-headed race of people. And it was, like, in the Southwest or something. So it's like, Vikings got around. The Scots. It, which is a pretty interesting thing when it's like they got around to a degree that like history doesn't know because it was usually probably a small band of vikings right like, yeah we're just gonna go out and fuck some shit up like, yeah that's what we're about bro yeah and and by the way we're not concerned with documenting any of right. this shit like specifically we would like it if it was forgotten <laughs> right because yeah. we fucking pillage so yeah, we don't want people to remember that we're around no like that's when they put the guards up yeah you know actually um one of the things that i one of the quote-unquote woke things that i uh would really like it if if it were tackled is um intertribal conflict throughout the americas oh yeah because i mean we act like things were just great here before anybody got here and no no doubt things were fucking bad when when we did get here but i mean there are there was a lot of conflict uh throughout the americas um intertribally for a long time comanches were very problematic for a lot of different tribes i mean but they were did, paled in comparison to like the Aztecs who fucking anybody, anybody would sell their soul. They, and they did. They were like, oh, f- fuck it. The S- Spanish are here. Thank God. Like, <laughs> we will do anything if you fuck up those Aztecs for us because they're constantly stealing us and sacrificing us. Right. To like, I think the Aztecs were said to sac- one time were said to sacrifice like in one month eighty thousand people. Yeah, it, like that was their shit. They were just like this shit. Yeah, is awesome. I mean, I will say like it, it does put it in an interesting perspective because yeah, I mean you you once you have a movie about Native Americans, all of a sudden you compare it to all other tropes in movies containing Native Americans, which are mostly Westerns. Mm. But this does a pretty good job of avoiding, like, okay, yeah, the same thing we see every time. I feel like almost every movie surrounding um, Native Americans, it does have an opposing tribe make an appearance at some time. 
Um, and it does have like the main part of the story is the white settlers coming in and fucking shit up or, or move at, at the very least, the end of the movie will be like, and then they had to move on because look, whitey showed up, you know, even yeah. if it's just like one wagon that shows up over the horizon, you're like, Oh yeah. Uh-oh. Well, that's a bummer. Well, this one it is, this one's really like, it's set in a time before that's really an issue. Right. For them. I mean, the French trappers are there and they're starting to fuck shit up, but it's not a significant part of the story. We're never shown the tribe react to it or, or feel like there's a significant threat or anything. It's mostly just the tribe living their life. And that's it, which is kind of a nice yeah, change of pace and, and respectful that like, yeah, it's not... It doesn't always have to be about how the West was won and how the wars fought out in the West. This was just a simple story of this is this group of people versus the Predator. Yeah. Know? I'd like to... I have a question for you. A big part of this movie for me was... And I'm so glad this was a big part of the movie. Was cool weapons. Like, that's a the main feature of this movie is like... Right. Cool shit. What were some of your favorite parts of this movie, weapon wise? Like, because I uh, I'll go first because I already have some uh-huh. stuff chambered. I loved it because she was fucking around with the tomahawk for a while. She was like, uh-huh. "How do I?" And then she ties the the rope to it, the leash to uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah. And then she starts fucking whipping that thing around. And just that sequence was enough for me to be like, "Damn, that's fucking cool." She treats it like one of those um. Like what? What scorpions? Yeah. Cut! Uh, <laughs> get over here! Yeah, yeah. His little, his little tossy, his little tossy knife. Um, I love that sequence. The predator has some fucking great shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's got, um, so you know he's got the tri laser, mm-hmm. the little three dotted laser, and out of that shoots, uh, little bolts, uh-huh. little uh, arrow bolts, mm-hmm. and that's pretty spectacular. And he can move. Where he can he can decide where the late so the lasers don't have to stay in a triangular pattern yeah. they can go vertically or like horizontally yeah. to to hit three different spots that's pretty great uh, at one point when he was dealing with the trappers um, you know he escalated to the nth degree basically uh-huh. the yeah. highest level of escalation that you see in this movie yeah they have you know their flintlock rifles which had one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite scenes they. Like, they shoot this volley of, like, you know, like, seven or eight, you know, rifles firing at him. And the Predator's, like, ten feet away, just looking at him. And then they start reloading, and you're like, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. Yeah, there's this little moment of, like, (laughs) we gotta do this now. How hilarious, like, the flintlock rifle would be in a one-on-one battle. Yeah, and a one of my like there was a lot of cool weapon like so like the three little traps like the little bomb traps that uh-huh. he, that was pretty cool but the I think actually my favorite weapon in this movie was his shield yeah shield was pretty great oh it was so cool the way he used it was like it was a knife it was a shield it was it was attached to his arm and could retract and collapse uh-huh. based yeah, yeah. on like that was great so basically this predator was basically the captain america of the predator race <gasps> yeah he kind of was yeah cap predator yeah um yeah my favorite was probably the shield but also close second was um 
<laughs> so the thing that that ripped off people's legs in it. So it was this like someone's leg gets um you know uh what's it called when you remove a leg amputated amputated oh yeah and she finds this like circular thing embedded in the stump and she takes it out and then she like flicks it and it extends into like a knife thing yeah so it's like oh so you just like hit him with that and it's like the slap bracelet right <laughs> but evil <laughs> Well, a lot of, and this goes to a lot of the predator technology. So, like in AVP, you get you get the 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 first show up. Well, it's not the. I mean, there's the net is in the comics, right? Uh-huh. Um, so the net is fucking cool. The net in this one was great. There yeah. was a net scene where he fires it, where they net him, and then he's like, "Oh, you want to you want to play with nets?" And he shoots this one guy with a net. And the way the predators network it, net works is it lays out over you and then it forms together at the bottom and then it just proceeds to squeeze it's just mm-hmm. like mm, and, and just it's like a cubes yeah cubes yeah yeah it's just like that that first scene of uh cube mm-hmm. and uh and that was great i wish it had shown him getting squozen out yeah it more implies it yeah it's kind of a, a cube explosion that was great i think i just realized like why that why that one amputation thing works because like yeah it's like a slap bracelet and that taps into 90s kids fears of, of slap bracelets it's like, fears of slap bracelets oh yeah didn't didn't you ever get warned that like mm, no you can't wear slap bracelets because it damages your veins no on your arm what yeah that's what every like kid of my generation felt like was going to happen if they used slap it was like the equivalent of being told that cigarettes are bad for you. Like, what? This thing that I've been using for years? That one must have missed me. Is I never, bad? I never heard that. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Um, anything? Oh, yeah. There's. We should probably mention like some of the callbacks to the original. I don't know if you caught all these. Um, well, the original and the sequel, I guess. Um, first of all, it has like, the cigar. It was like, ah, Arnold smoked cigars. I'm pretty sure that was an intentional. Okay. And then uh, the line, if it bleeds, we can kill it. That's yep. definitely a callback. Yep. And then for some reason, and it doesn't quite work, the Nauru is given this flintlock pistol, and she like looks at the engraving right. on it. Yep. And I guess that's from Predator 2. Yep. Mm-hmm. That the Predator got that from some French trapper back in the 1700s, but yeah, he, he gave it to, uh, to, uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Lethal weapon. Yeah. To Danny Glover. Thank you. But that doesn't quite line up because, well, anyways, it's a callback, yeah. but kind of ruins the continuity of that story for predator Two. Wow. Cause how did the predator pray to get it? Pray to, yeah, pray to leave it open. Um, him dying in the mud, um, right? Big, big throwback. Lots of throwbacks with the mud. Or her crawling out of the mud. Right, was very predator. By the way, if you're ever trapped in quicksand, what you do is you don't struggle in a vertical position. Yeah, you, you lie back. You kick your legs up to lie back and do the backstroke. Yep. Yeah. Get out that way. Backstroke your way out. Or quicksand is quicksand is actually pretty easy to get out of. <laughs> like if you see people actually in quicksand it's like 
you sink very, very slowly. And if you just like wiggle back and forth and make enough room for your legs, you can just step out of it. Like Ublek. Yeah. It literally is Ublek. Yeah. Words of the wise. So, who should see this movie, David? This is such a great general audience's movie. It's got a lot of uh, violence. Tremendous amounts of very satisfying violence. Uh, And yet, still manages to be kind of a general audience's uh, thriller. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely an action movie. If you you are a big fan of the Predator franchise, um, this is a super solid installment. Um and it's got action for days. Yeah. So, see it on Hulu. Um, yeah, it's great. 10 out of 10 from Horror Movie Talk. All right, so let's move on to our next bit, Horror Movie Whores. There's a little bit. If you call us at 682-253-4468, you can get on the show, and we'll, we'll say what's up. We'll be like, what's up? Do we have very many calls? I think we got some from Robert. Robert the farter. Okay, I guess we don't need that many. We don't have that many, but uh, yeah, we got one from Robert the farter. Oh, boy. Hey, this is Robert the farter. I listened to your guys' most recent podcast on Nope and heard you guys talking about hopeless, um, sorry about that, hopeless movies, and you mentioned The Vanishing. That movie is so creepy and weird and awesome. The foreign one, though, because they remade it in the 90s. Yeah. American, and uh, it doesn't have the same. Yeah, it's not as, it's definitely not as good. Anyways, Stanley Kubrick even said that The Vanishing was the scariest movie he has ever seen. Also, in response to the lady who said that she liked you guys so much, she watched the Ernest Scared Stupid episode twice. <laughs> and apparently that was a bad thing. I would watch that movie every single day. Yeah. Like, I love that movie. That movie is so good. I would... I've got a poster of it on my wall. I built my own Lego sets based on it. <laughs> and one of my most prized possessions <laughs> is my Jim Varney's autograph in my room. Damn. Anyways, okay, bye. Oh, man, he farted. Yay. We did not say that that was a bad thing. If anything, we were excited that... No, we... she did. The caller did. Oh, she said it was yeah, a bad Yeah, she thing. was casting okay. shade on it. I mean, what we... I mean, we really got to get Robert and her paired up. Like, it seems like a match made in heaven. Dude, I kind of want to get Robert on the show, to be honest with you. I'm thinking about it. Hey, you know, um, he's absolutely right. The Vanishing from 1988, which is, I think, Dutch and uh, French and a few... It's an, a European film. Very creepy. We reviewed it uh, uh, on our Patreon ex- exclusively, but he's right. Um, yeah, and I did see the remake... Uh, about half of it. It was remade five years later, American. With, have you seen this? Have you heard mm-hmm. about this? No. With Jeff Bridges, Kiefer Sutherland, and Sandra Bullock in 1993. Huh. And it does not hit the same. It does not hit the same. It's also got Nancy Nancy Travis in it. Um, super 90s callback with her. But uh, yeah, it, it's all wrong. It just feels mm-hmm. all Hollywood and not yeah, not gritty and weird and and quiet. Like that was what was really creepy about the vanishing to me was like how matter of fact and yeah. normal slice of life it was, and then and then that ending. Like, whew. yeah, part of the 
the allure of the vanishing is like just seeing how the real reactions of people around be like what this person just disappeared like uh, like slow down what like yeah just I, I don't know I don't know did you see her oh oh uh, no hey oh my wife she's not here where is she have you seen her like, I, don't, I don't know there's a lot of people that come through here yeah I mean I guess I saw her. Like, oh, okay, thanks. And th- it just feels so real the whole and, way through. And Hollywood would be like, taken. And be like, right. Hold you by the scruff of your neck and be like, listen. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels very earnest and how it would really, really be. Yeah. Uh, if somebody in your life just ended up going missing and you wanted so badly to find out what happened. Yeah. Another caller. Hello, boys. It's Joe Bear from Liverpool. I've just been listening. Lindy Carling from the office of James Bond? I don't think so. I'll give you the best female Bond. Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso and Game of Thrones. Mm. She's so classy and what a body. I realise that I shouldn't objectify the woman, but damn. <laughs> anyway, love the show. Love you. See ya. I... I'm so aroused right now. Yeah. Uh, who was that? That was uh, Joe Bear from Liverpool. <sighs> I love hearing someone English like use urban American slang. Damn. I am beside myself right now. I, that is that. I love that accent and I love you, Joe Bear. Um, <laughs> David's easily impressed. That's easy. That's easily impressed. You that wasn't. Uh, You've never heard an English accent before. I have. Um, that one was just breathy and beautiful. Okay, and sexy. All right. She's not wrong about uh, Hannah Waddington. Waddington, whatever her name is. Do you know who she's talking about? Um, is she the kind of wafy, slight gal from no. Game of Thrones? No. Oh, okay. No, kind of the opposite. Um, Ooh. So she. She's probably best known now from Ted Lasso. She was like the owner in Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. but in Game of Thrones, she was the 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 nun that was saying shame to Cersei, shame to Cersei Lannister. Shame! Oh wow! Yeah, she's she's very pretty. Yeah, Ooh. she's very statuesque and gorgeous, um, but also appropriately imposing. She's got that that uh, that huge smile. Yeah. Like all the teeth in her mouth. You yeah, get to she see. would. Julia Roberts smile. She's definitely a, a, an actor that I could see commanding someone in sexual in uh, sexual uh, situations yeah. like James Bond would. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Should just remake Goldfinger with her <laughs> and like just have, just some, got a glove. have some guy at the pool like. Go back to the room, honey, and then slap him on the ass. She's like, you want to see my Goldfinger? And he's like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Have you ever seen Goldfinger? Yeah, of course. That's that's probably one of the best James Bond movies. Goldfinger! Next caller! Oh, I was going to sing the whole song. Hey guys, it's Elizabeth. Um, Just listening to Nope, which was 
fantastic movie. Um, y'all are talking about The Simpsons, which I also happen to love The Simpsons. It's one of those shows that's on a constant loop in my house. Um, I need to know your favorite mm-hmm. episode or the most memorable episode for you because, uh, there, I mean, there's just so many good ones. Um, and Treehouse of Horror does not count because the shinning is the only correct answer to that one. So, um, for me, I don't know what season it is, but the episode where they get a pool and Bart breaks his foot. That's a great the one. Treehouse into the pool. And then he's got like this whole conspiracy theory that Ned Flanders like killed his wife and <laughs> he just killed like the bush or something. And he's like, well, what was that woman screaming here? And that just like screams like a woman apparently. I don't know. The uh-huh. whole episode is chaotic and hilarious. But um, yeah, favorite episodes go. Yeah, that episode was the homage to Rear Window. Like if you, yeah. if you didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, it was Bart like set up in his room when a cast um, when they just got their, their pool and were going to be kings of summer, uh-huh. you know, with their outdoor pool. Um. I have an answer for this one. Go I'll, I'll let you. I'll let no, you go no, first. No, no, no. I'm letting you go first. My absolute favorite, and has been probably since I was in high school. Uh huh. Um, has always been Lisa the vegetarian. <laughs> it has. So Why are you eating me, Lisa? So, like, almost every minute of it has solid quotable jokes. But it also represents, like, every part of The Simpsons so well. You'd be surprised how often you, you open a, a vegetarian meal and get a big hunk of pork. <laughs> hunk of beef. So... That, it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't so it Paul has, McCartney in that episode? Yeah, Paul McCartney was the guest star, which is probably one of the best guest stars, and they used him perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, had the best Troy McClure... Um, uh, informational video ever uh-huh. of the uh, <laughs> um what's the food chain oh, it's, <laughs> it shows a picture of all animals pointing to humans yeah and uh it's like all right billy you ready to see the killing floor <gasps> oh no it's not actually more of a floor it's not really a floor it's more of a sieve that lets <laughs> material sluice through yeah <laughs> and uh and then just like the premise of the episode and like the character work on it was so strong for for Lisa. Um, good news, everybody! I have fresh fresh gazpacho. <laughs> it's it's a good Russian episode. tomato soup served ice, ice cold. cold. And yeah. then the uh, yeah, she pushes off the the suckling pig. He's like, oh, it's just a little airborne. Still good. Still, <laughs> still good. good. When pigs fly, I'll be donating that million dollars to charity. When pigs fly, (laughs) (laughs) will you be donating that million dollars now, sir? I think not. Yeah. And then like, yeah, the, the one, but the one scene that I think of constantly and is so applicable in so many scenarios is the progressively younger and cuter, (laughs) uh, sheep entering frame. And then the original one comes back and Get out of the way, you. It's, yeah, it's a great episode. Um, I have a lot, and they are mostly centered around, like, the guests. Mm-hmm. Um, because the a lot of times, like, the Rodney Dangerfield one where he's um, Mr. Burns's son. I really love Mr. Burns a lot. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I love the Rodney Dangerfield episode. 
Uh, I love the um, I love the Frank Grimes episode. Like I live below one bowling alley and above another, <laughs> <laughs> and you're here in your beautiful house with your wife and two point five kids, and you're eating lobster. Ah! And he just loses his mind. That's that's a great one because it points out how ridiculous Homer is like, right. and not only that, like now it's pretty apropos because it's like, look at how boomers had it made. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like just had it just like the per- existing at the right time. But I think my absolute favorite one is season eight, episode two. Uh, you only move twice with, uh, where they move to, uh, to Hank Scorpio's side of the, yeah, uh, that's a pretty good one. That's a great one. That's yeah, that's, that's probably a close second for me. That's it's got everything. It's got James Bond. It's got yeah. a, he's the James Bond villain, yeah. you know, like but he's like the most likable guy. Like uh that's Albert Brooks. Yeah. Where can I buy a I was thinking about getting um shit. No, ha- no. Ham- I was thinking about getting hammocks. For, oh for yeah, well, you're going to want to go to down to Hammock Hammock Hammock. That's on 3rd. Um or okay. you, or you could go to Hammocks R Us. Hammocks R Us. That's also on third. And uh, you're going to also want to check out, you know, We Lay There. Yeah. That's on third, too. Actually, in, down in the hammock district? Oh. Um, no, actually, they're all on third. Yeah. Down in the <laughs> in the hammock emporium. Oh, in the hammock district? Yeah. Hey, this isn't faux dive. This is a dive. You're a long way from home, yuppie boy. <laughs> and make a, Mo makes him walk down that long, long, long hallway to his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is... Yeah, that's a great episode. The one I thought you would have mentioned is uh, the, um, oh, what's his name? The Celebrity. Was that believable oh. to you? Oh, 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 yes, absolutely. That That's, I mean. That's your favorite celebrity that's appearance. That's my absolute favorite celebrity appearance is, um, what's his fucking name? I keep um, thinking Jeremy Irons, but that's not right. Oh, man, no, it's um uh, the Quickie Mart... E, oh, quick E, oh, damn it. Uh, James Woods. James Woods. Yeah, fucking beep, 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 cheese. <laughs> All right, you're Do you. Do I sound like a Quickie Mart, you know, kind of guy? guy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, James. James Woods is the best uh, appearance on Simpsons, period. You, yeah. You, you're... I'm sorry, you're just wrong. And I've named, and Bryce and I have named the best appearances, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so tough because there's nine seasons of solid gold. It's very situational, too. Like, just like, he's probably the best example of utilizing the guest perfectly. 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 Like, oh, you're a poo. Now, how's the payment pedal on? I I saw footage of you where you, where you were... Uh, on shift for 96 hours. At the end, I believed I was a hummingbird. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, Apu. Is it true you took six bullets? <laughs> yes. The hot kiss of searing lead. How I've missed you. Yeah. Apu is problematic. He's no longer. Yeah, we don't Yeah, have yeah. Apu. And, uh, and what's his face? Apologized for playing Apu for all those years. Yeah. Um, 
Which is unfortunate because Apu was a interesting and unique person. Yeah, you know, Apu wasn't so much a character. Well, as yeah, he I mean, was a, a, a real person to me. Originally, it was a very, very much a stereotype, but they did yeah. fill out Apu's character. Yeah, he very became well. a real person. Yeah, yeah, just like anyone in the Simpsons cast. Like, is there any single like? extraneous character that hasn't had like an episode dedicated to him by now oh no 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 yeah Yeah. probably another one that should be mentioned in the same breath is the uh um ralph wiggum when he falls in love with lisa yeah that's a legendary episode yeah i like the one where bart sells his soul a lot yeah (laughs) a lot it's so dark our souls and mother's soul and my soul, and let all our souls... Ah, I can't take it anymore! <laughs> these, these high waters are great. <laughs> my pants are... My my socks are soaked, but my pants are bone dry. <laughs> yeah. Buy me Bone Storm or go to hell. It's so much... There's so much good shit in Simpsons. Yeah. So, yeah. Do we have any more calls? Is that it? That's it. Damn, three calls? That's it for the calls. Y'all gotta get back on calling the show. Yeah, I thought there'd be more since it's been a while. I have to go pee so badly. Okay, see ya next time, everybody. Go to our Patreon, check out the different tiers, and uh, you can listen to us uh, as we continue talking about bullshit. Um, Or watch some of our uh, patron-exclusive episodes. One of them that we mentioned was The Vanishing. We also have... Coming up this month in a week or two, we're going to be releasing on Patreon only our review, a pretentious review of Blood Spattered Bride from 1972. Mm-hmm. Spanish. So we'll see you next time, next Wednesday. Blah, blah, blah. Bye-bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Uh, uh, uh. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hi, Robert England here, aka Freddy Fucking Krueger. <laughs> and you're listening to Horror Movie Talk. <laughs>